The right word may be effective, but no word was ever as effective as a rightly timed pause. That's a quote by Mark Twain. Time for the brushing. The contest for naming the listeners will be ending week five of the SoulCon recap. If your suggestion is used, there will be two Cinemark movie tickets in for you. We have three suggestions so far, so get yours into the forge. Email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. And now for the show. Father, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you want me to be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw my life out to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand temptation. Lord, as I go through life, put me back into the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished from sin. And when my life is over and the fires of my life are all quenched, grant me a home in heaven with you. Amen. 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 Wow. Uh, I think you, you got the honors of uh, bringing the guy in today. I, I do. You give me those honors. And the man that I'm bringing today is easily one of the best dressed out of all of us. That's no, that's no um, he is loved by everyone. He's always inviting and you know the old saying where, you know, oh, they'll give you the shirt off their back. He's literally giving me a shirt to wear. He's a family man uh, for those that are blood-related and those otherwise. He's raising kings for the kingdom. He's humble, hardworking, and passionate. Welcome to the show, Alonzo Marsh. Oh, well, thank you guys very much. It is uh, absolutely a pleasure. And first, uh, I like to give, uh, give honor where honors due. I think what you guys are doing here with the mighty Ambo is exceptional. Um, I really enjoyed listening to uh, the gentleman that you had come in uh, before me. I, I think men are going to uh, actually gain a lot from it. So I want to give you guys honor and praise because I tell you, what you're doing is, is totally awesome. And I thank you for allowing me to come in and, and share some time with you and, and share some views and, and whatnot. So. Man, thank you. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of feedback this week and previous weeks for what we're doing and that adding to it just it's uh i will have to tell you that i'm gonna have to check myself every once in a while and keep my keep being humble right but uh, i do appreciate it i i hope that we are making some impact on men's lives and uh everybody's listening to it so thank you for being here and again yes you are the most sharp dressed man well thank you very much hey so tell us a little bit about it yourself where where did you uh, get started with your faith? Well, um, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the church. As a young man, I, you know, my mom made sure that, uh, that the three, uh, the three of us, the three siblings, were always in church on Sunday. So I grew up in church. But part of my testimony uh, is that even though I grew up in church, church didn't grow up in me. It was, it was more or less the fire and brimstone. You, you know, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Uh, type of thing so it uh, I didn't know that I could have a relationship with Christ 
I was I always felt like you know I was I was a bad guy that I had no way to Christ I so but I grew up in it but so I finally when I when I came to Texas about 10 a little over 10 years ago and uh, I was kind of bouncing around for the first several months uh, looking for a church a home church and I landed on uh, Elevate Life and the way that happened was that I had several invites from individuals uh, men at Elevate Life Church to attend and my first uh, my first uh, experience uh, with the church, uh, I, was, I was I was sold. It was I said this is this is where I want to be because I felt that uh, Pastor Keith was raising up men to be heads of their family. First, God being the head, and then the men, and then the fathers, and the men being the second head of that family. So that's that's kind of my story there. Right on. Uh, so as as we're building this podcast, one of the things that we are wanting to do is to create a place where we can develop core values. And core values is important in, as individuals for us. Mm-hmm. And it's also important that if, if it's important to us, the podcast is going to uh, create its own core values. Uh, so the first one that we're going to adopt uh, is uh, brotherhood. And so we're building, that's what we're building here. Mm-hmm. What is a, a core value of yours that uh, kind of leads the pack there? Well, you know, I wear, I wear a bracelet on my arm uh, that says Mighty Man, and uh, it has honor all, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. I, I, have, several, I have several core values, um, and one, well, let me just go down my list, and then, and then uh, you can kind of quiz me, I guess, if you like, on, on each one. But my list is, the first is honor. The second is generosity, and, and I think Alan uh, alluded to that this morning. Love, fun, and then kindness. Those are my, those are my core values, uh, my, and also my family's core values. Right on. I like the one you said fun. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a fun one to have. Sorry. Why is, why, what, define fun, because that's, that's an unusual one. Well, uh, to fun, fun is being happy. Uh, it's not an event per se, but it's a lifestyle. So whenever I walk into a room, I bring fun to that room. I bring lightheartedness yes, uh, to that room. I bring joy. I bring elevation to that room. And when I say elevation, the fun part of elevation is that I elevate others in that room. I'm very complimentary to, to individuals when I when I walk in, and that's fun, you know. I've seen it when Alonzo walks in the room; people's faces light up. Everybody's happier. Everybody's happy to see him. Yeah. Core scripture? Ah, uh, I have core scripture. Uh, Jeremiah thirty-three three. Uh, I have several that I wanted to uh, share with you. In Jeremiah thirty-three three, it simply says, "Call unto me, and I will answer, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not." I call upon that scripture a lot because whenever I find myself in a situation where I'm not sure and I'm uncertain, then that scripture seems to center me enough so that I can hear God's voice and guide me in that situation. So that, that's, that's one. And then, of course, um, Ephesians 3.20, that's another one of my core, one of my core scriptures. Uh, actually, uh, one of my bank accounts, that's the... That's the uh, 
the scripture on my bank account, Ephesians 3.20. And Ephesians 3.20 says simply, uh, to him who is able to do abundantly more than all we can ask or imagine according to the power that is in us. So that tells me that as long as I take the steps, Christ is with me. To guide those, to guide those steps and open those doors. Right on. Yeah. Within us. Within us. I like that. Yeah. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Right on. Uh, where are we going to start with uh, with Alonzo today? So today, um, we're going to be starting with week one of SoulCon. Oh, week one of SoulCon. Yeah. Sore muscles. So with that being said, you were part of the original six. That's correct. The very first group that started SoulCon. That is correct. One question I'd like to ask is, who did you invite for the next round and why? Man, that is a very good question. So that's number one. That's six SoulCons ago. Pat was my first invite. And the the reason that I ask him to come and get involved with us is because I saw something I saw something in him I saw something really special in him Pat uh, Helwick is a intellectual individual he's uh, he's well spoken uh, he's well loved by his family and, and, and everyone around him and and I wanted him to experience uh, what it means to be part of a a men's group, a men's gathering, right? Because he's kind of a loner uh, at times, like we all can be. Uh, so th- he was one. That, he was one of the first. Actually, he is the one that received my original uh, SoCon coin. Ooh, oh, nice. yes. There's only six of those things. There's around. only six of those. I've got one of them myself. Yeah, and he he was a, he got my original. Yeah, right on. So. As a matter of fact, are we doing a coin check right now? No, we are not, sir. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, uh, Alan, how are you doing on the coin check today? Oh, my coin is, uh, it's in my well, wallet. Yeah, well, yeah. well so, mine's in my car, but I may go downstairs. Uh, well, we will, uh, we will determine that, that uh, later. Uh, at the other. So, coin check, uh, Alan's good, I'm good. And um, I'm good. Uh, well, you know, I think that we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll give you a little grace. Oh, oh. Uh, there uh, it wow, is. Just Look appeared out of thin out air. Of wow. thin air. There it is. Boom, there it is. <laughs> That's That's all all the part of the three right there. (laughs) (laughs) So for those uh, that remember uh, what we talked about last week, uh, the the coin check and what that is, uh, and for those that are going to be on the show, y'all might want to bring the coin. You might want to bring the coin. So just saying, just saying. Um, What was uh, your core, or not the core, I keep thinking core values, sorry, the highlight of this first week for you? Well, it's always something. It's it's always something new. I mean, like I said, it's been it's been uh, several times that I've gone through it. I think the highlight the highlight this week is that um, is the five k for me, because you know I, I was I was suffering with with uh, with a um, a pinched nerve and and I've gotten over that and and uh, Sam Woods and I uh, did our did. Uh, half of our 5k together and then I did the other half uh you know on my own but I think that was the highlight to be able to to get through that the first one right on yeah for me the highlight of the week uh and I've been through SoulCon three four times now and 
this is something new that kind of jumped out at me um, where the two gentlemen arrive and, you know, they're getting checked in and they see a guy who's, they said, you know, he's exceptionally fit. Uh, and they ask him like, Hey, you know, did you make it through? And what'd you think? And the gentleman tells them it's about mental and emotional strength in the Lord. The physical challenges are just, the physical challenges are just part of the challenge, not the main focus. So don't let those intimidate you. You'll make it if you decide that quitting is not an option. And I think that last sentence is what speaks out to me the most. Uh, I know the previous times I've been through SoulCon, it's the running starts, the 5Ks are, are okay because I'm, I'm doing those in groups. And I think that for me, by the time, you know, five, week four, week five, week six, one of those 5Ks happened to fall off. And I think it was just because maybe mentally I was a little burnt out. Maybe mentally I wasn't remembering that Jesus is with me. And I wasn't praying to God during these 5Ks. And I think like Dan kind of said that the last time, that every man seems to say a prayer to God during one of these 5Ks. Multiple yeah. ones for me. Multiple for me too, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, uh, uh, one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the scriptures that, that stands out for me is First Timothy uh, in the SoCon book where it says physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life, in the life to come. Now that, that really stood out because it is important to be physically fit, but it, I believe that it's more important to be, to be in God's word and, and be fit there. So anytime that uh, Satan's arrows come at you, you have something that you can pull from mm -hmm. to deter fiery darts. What about you, Scott? For me, um, focusing on the spiritual health this time. Mm -hmm. The first time, or the first, like I said, I've been through this quite a few times, and, and those times uh, were more about the physical health, seeing what, you know, being, you know, turning 50, seeing what I could do, what this body could still do. So that was kind of pushing me. Speaking with uh, Dan last week and a couple of other brothers on what this truly is, is being connected with your soul. So I'm focusing on that. Yeah, caught me off guard. So this week, I think the biggest thing was kind of a lesson from last week is just to run my race. That was one of the pull, pulls from previous ones, but it still reigns true, making sure that I'm focusing on what I need to focus on and not worrying about what's in my past. Mm -hmm. uh, I find that with every time I run. Don't look back, look forward, and keep running my race. So I believe that that is one of the, I don't know the scripture that that is offhand, Again, that's one of my my goals this year is to yeah. be a little bit more uh, focused on on where that is. Uh, as a man after God, what do you struggle with, Alonzo? You know, I tell you what I struggle with, and I just realized something this week uh, that was a struggle in my life, and and I kind of put it on the back burner, but it came to uh, it came to my forefront this week, and. And, uh, and I, I actually overcame it. And I'll tell you what it is. I just started um, a new career, and it's totally different from anything that I've ever done. I've been in the world of fashion for over 30 years. But now I am in a tech environment where I'm doing uh, iCloud, iCloud solutions. And it's, it's a lot of, lot of long, big words that, that I never use. And I always 
I, let me back up. When I was in high school, I was a C student. And I never felt like I was, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was the sharpest knife in the drawer. But when I went, when I went into college, I realized I was on the dean's list every quarter. And that's carrying the 3.4, 3.5 uh, uh, GPA. So, uh, grade point average. So, when I started this job, I, I, you know, I was kind of doubting myself. And I'm like, do I really want to do this? Because this is, this is you know, you got to really pay attention to what's going on. And I took my first test. And I got a 90 on that test. And this is after, you know how people will say to you, and all types of ways that you're not qualified, you're not, you know, you don't have the smarts to do this, or you're not, this is not your thing. Your mm -hmm. thing is this over here, so they want to kind of guide you to where they think you should be. Well, with this new, with this new position, I realized that, you know what, I'm a pretty sharp knife in the drawer to, to get a 90 on this and have never been in this industry and never even picked up a book to read into this industry, uh, industry uh, was pretty, you know, it was eye-opening for me, so. That's funny. Oh, so you and I had a conversation this week. Uh, yeah. I so appreciate the challenge that you're taking on. Just from my aspect, this is, this is a me thing, that as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm finding technologies running away from me for some reason. And mm. starting from where you're at, and I'm not saying you're old, because by no means. Well, I've been around a few days. You've been around a few days, but uh, <laughs> but even physically, uh, you yeah. look amazing, and I hope to look that yeah. good in two years when I catch up with you. <laughs> but yeah, I find I don't know I don't know why that is, but technology, as we learned last week, we had to re redo the podcast oh, yeah. uh, recording. Technology yeah. is kind of slipping away from me. So overall, did we cover overall takeaway from this week? We kind of did, didn't we? So yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm jumping around here. Uh, highlight from this week as far as core scripture or not core scripture but scripture or uh, quote out of this week well I think um, I think I probably read a couple of the couple of the uh, the ones that that stood out you know for, and for me this, while you're looking that up no here it is oh, I got, got it, got it. Right yeah I got it uh, and this is this is this is one that that I, I it really stood out and this is when I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Oh, wow. Um, that one stood out. And the reason, that, the reason that one stood out is because we talk, about, we talk about a lot our three. And, and I, you're probably going to, and this is part of the culture. This is, this is part of the, what we do. Absolutely. As we, you know, who's your three? What does that mean? Uh, and the accountability in that is really what stood out on that scripture because now you, we're men, so we have to act accordingly. So, and, you know, we always ask, who, you know, who is your Paul? Who is your mentor? Who is your Barnabas? Who is your best friend? And most of all, uh, who is your Timothy? Who are you bringing up? Who are you training up as a son? to be a mighty man. So that's why it's, it's so important that I feel what you guys are doing with the mighty anvil because we talk about this a lot and we need to continue to talk about this a lot. Absolutely. That just kind of one of the reasons why we are here is to kind of help other men 
that are having the same issues that we are. Uh, you bring that scripture up and it, it brought something up. I was speaking with Brian this week and I sent him a, well, I sent him two pictures. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, I was struggling with in the past couple of years is why is my kids, why are my kids not following my lead? And I had a little revelation. Mm. And the revelation was, and it, it came from a picture on Facebook for me. Well, it came from two pictures. One, it was a little upsetting to me that my daughter was in Cabo this, this past eight days or whatever she was. And I saw some pictures of her. Mm-hmm. One of them is, I'm here, I arrived with her sticking up the middle finger. Mm. And it, that, mm. that got to me. Mm-hmm. And of course. So, I'm thinking, well, why? And I even text her, like, why can not one of my kids follow my lead? And then, as God usually does, he kind of pointed something out. A picture of me when I was in high school, uh, holding a beer in one hand and a cigarette and a middle finger in the other. Mm-hmm. And it realized, I realized at that point that, they wow, are they following are following, following in my footsteps. Yeah. They're on the same path that I was. They're just not where I am on that path. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that was... That's an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener. Yeah. Now, my job as a father is to put up those signs, those ribbons to guide them in the right way. And hopefully they stay away from the signs that I put up danger, don't go this way, and the yellow ribbons to continue on that path. That was that was huge for me. Um, yeah, sorry. Well, you know, um, I'll say this: in raising uh, in raising a family, in raising children, because they will follow you. They will follow you. But keep in mind, keep in mind, it's like if you take a piece of wood and sandpaper, and you go with the grain of that wood, it's easy to sand. But when you go across the grain, it's rougher. It's harder to sand that. In raising, in raising children, we raise them as if we're going with the grain. As long as we stay with the grain and they understand the core values of the family, those things are rooted within them. But they will start at some point in time and go against that grain. But as they get older, they will realize how rough it is to go against that grain and what that result, what the results are from that. And they will start to go, they, they will come back to rolling with the grain of that. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you for that. So, I mean, we all did it. We all did it. I, I used to think, um, and we all did when we were coming up, we thought our parents were probably the, not the smartest people. What's the, uh, the, the quote or the saying, my dad, when I was between 17 and 21 years old, my dad was the biggest idiot on the world. But right. man, how much knowledge did he did get he when, gain? He, when I turned 30? Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's so true. So true. And dad, if you're out there, man, I, I do appreciate the way that you've uh, set the legacy up for me to follow. So. That is so good. Alan. So uh, my quote comes from uh, the Bible. It's uh, John, 1 John chapter 2, uh, verse 15 and 16. And it states, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. When you do love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving of physical pleasure, a craving of everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. 
And that stands out to me because as a younger man, I know that, you know, once you get your, your, your big job, your dream job, it's, and you start making money, it's easy to get trapped into the, well, I'm just going to make more money and I'll be happy. I'm just going to make, maybe not happy, but I'm just going to make more money because I want to buy XYZ. I want to buy this car. I want to buy this house. I want to have this type of woman around me. And at the end of the day, none of that matters. When you get to heaven and you have that conversation with hmm. Peter at the gate and, and, you know, and God and Jesus Christ there, they're not going to sit there and, and go, well, hey, how much money did you make when you were down there? How many cars did you buy? What kind of car did you buy? What kind of lifestyle were you living? They're going to ask you, what did you do with the time that, you were, that we gave you? What did you do with that time? And so for me, that, and, and that's why I think right now I have a young son, so I'm trying to you know, set the tone. And I mean, he's very young right now. He's not even two yet. But just trying to, to teach him the best way that I can. Um, I know that my dad also raised us in church, mm-hmm. and he's left uh, a great legacy. And again, like you, you guys had said earlier, when I when I was younger, I was I was like, man, my dad doesn't get it. He doesn't know. And now that I, I think when I turned about thirty two or thirty three, I was like, nope, he knows exactly what's going on. Wow. And not to sound cliche, but you know, I've had friends that wind up in prison, like high school buddies. We were friends in third grade. And, you know, one guy went to prison for 10 years. And so it's scary. It's scary if you went, if you get off track. And it's scary with the time that you have here because you can get off track in many, many different ways and not realize it until it's too late. Mm. You had said something in there that reminded me of Ecclesiastes 3. I can't say that word. Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. And then what does it get you? Yeah. You know, you can worry about all the things in this world, but we're, you can't take them with you. And the person who yeah. is is going to inherit that, you can you can hope that they that you've entrusted to the right person right. to take mm-hmm. care of it, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take you know take what's important. Well, well you know one of, one of Ecclesiastes, I believe it's four uh, four twelve. It says, uh, and we talked about this when we talked about who's your three. And this is, one of, I, this is one of my core scriptures, and I love the scripture. And it talks about the one may be overpowered. Uh, two can defend themselves, but a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And when we talk about our three, that's, that's, one, of, that's one of the core scriptures. And that's why I love, I mean, I love raising up men. I love watching men come together and, and become one and just become very, very strong, you know, together. But one scripture, one scripture that talks about, uh, I believe in Galatians, yeah, it talks about being honest with yourself. And it, and it simply says being honest with yourself. If you're, not, uh, if you're not real and transparent before the Lord, then there's not a lot of hope to change. Still on that for a minute. Right? That's good. Can you say that again? Yeah, it's uh, be honest with yourself. If you're not real and transparent before the Lord, there's not a lot of hope to change. So I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that. It's pretty deep. Uh, when if you're not honest with the Lord, there's no hope. If you're to not change. honest with yourself, oh, with yourself, right? This is true. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that pops in my head is if you're not honest with yourself, how how can you be honest with your brothers 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a little bit today in my devotional about you know being having an avatar and being mm-hmm. upfront with them, and it's important right. about. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. The that's three. what it's all about. So they got to know who you are to yeah. help you get through what you need to get through. Right, and that takes that's uh, transparency, that's intentionality, uh, that's just being just being honest with yourself, not worrying about uh, not not worrying, caring, but not worrying about what other people think and say because they're going to think and say whatever it is that's in their hearts to do. Another question for the. For the guest, Alan? What would you tell the men to encourage them to keep going? Trust in themselves. Trust in themselves. Stay in the word. Stay in the living word of God and, and trust what their what God's promises are for them. So in order to know what God's promises are, you have to be in his word. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Stay true to yourself. And remember, you know, yeah. going through SoulCon, it's going to, Around week four or five, we start to drop off, and yeah, uh, that's where you know that's where know the rubber meets the road, <laughs> and right? it's always it's, around those same weeks. Yeah, it's it's and that is consistently with every round uh-huh. of SoCon that yeah. I've been in. Uh, I don't know why that is. Why you know that's like the finish line. Honestly, yeah. that's that was kind of one of the things that I thought about this week. Week three and or week f- three to four, four to five, it's kind of like the the finish line for the flush. Yeah. That's about as much as we can handle, and that's well, at that point we need to yeah. rely on God and see. Yeah. To see and I third. think I think one of the reasons that we we start to see kind of a drop off is because of the the accountability, because then the accountability that that bar starts to starts to come up a little bit higher going into week four and week five, and if a guy's not all the way sold bought in sold in to to SoCon, they they go. I mean, it's accountability. It's like yeah. You know, and then the other part of that, the other part of that is that we need to be more intentional about those guys that we see that are maybe a little weaker in the process to help them, help bring them along. With your first, to your first point, I think that when going through SoulCon, you don't do it alone, right? You don't well, do I it alone. I think we've discovered yeah. that this is a book for a group of men to build brotherhood. Right. You can't do it alone. You can't. No. No. The other part of that is when you have that group to find your swim buddy, to find that person that can keep you accountable mm-hmm. uh, because it's hard to keep everybody, it's hard to keep everybody accountable and it's easier. Right. I think even uh, the book we just read, uh, Make Your Bed. Make Your Bed. Yeah. yeah. yeah they talk Which about your swim book. buddy. Oh yeah. man. We might book. get into that as well. Yeah. But I think it's important that if you're setting up a group of guys to go through SoulCon, one of the keys is to have multiple guys four I think is probably the minimum and then probably around 12 is the max and then find a swim buddy to keep you accountable yeah. because three and four those weeks it gets yeah, tough it gets tough and I, you brought up something uh, uh, make your bed and we won't get into that today but that's for another a later yeah. date that great I, book yeah great book that uh, there was some, some really uh, eye opening uh, accountabilities that came to me uh, from that book, and then we'll talk about that later. Actually, you know, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't have a problem. What would be the the biggest highlight of that book? Your biggest outtake. Why huh. you think about that? For me, it, it's I, I, I come up with a crutch phrase now, and people I'm sure yeah. that hang around me are tired of it. But 
Have you changed the world today? Are you ready to change Ooh, the world? You must have been reading my mail. <laughs> you was reading my mail on that because that was a big one for me. Have you changed the world today? Yep. Yeah. I, I, that, wow. I end up with a lot of text messages. You know, have yeah. you changed the world today? It's just, it, it makes it, it's a different kind of mindset when you're in an elevator and then you send someone off with that saying. Yeah. It, it will actually stop them in their tracks and multiple times they'll turn back and go what yeah i don't why that that look on their face and then it also for one of the hardest things for me in Solcon is the evangelism part of it right Mm -hmm. making sure that you're you're reaching out to people and that has been a way for me to evangelize a little bit that that saying so it's helped me through what's some a way of evangelizing for you obviously we i think we've discovered that you are you are a personable person and yeah. you enjoy bringing up men but how do you start those conversations off well with me it's more of an action than it is words um, I have a lot of people I have a lot of people uh, over the years that will come to me and out of the blue will ask me to pray for them over over a situation and it's, and these are people that I've never I didn't well I won't say I've never but very seldom have I used, you know, scripture or, or talked about Christ. It's, it's just the way that they see me and how I treat people that they know that my father, they know who my father is. So they'll come to me. And, and uh, so my, my, deal, my deal is more of an action. Now, I, I do, you know, I, I know some scripture and, you know, and I know some Christianese and, you know, yeah, <laughs> and I can throw those throw those things out there, but uh, mostly it's, it's my actions. Yeah, Alan, uh, with knowing Alonzo, <clears throat> what first drew you to him, or was he drawn to you? I'm just curious. I know that y'all been around. He's at, I'm not sure if this is official or not, but you can you consider Isaiah your your godson so. uh, that yeah. is my godson it okay. is yeah yeah, he is. yeah that yeah that is my godson so why him i think i, I you know to be honest i believe i met alonzo through my wife through my wife yeah. shannon i met alonzo and his lovely wife uh miss heidi and for shannon you know she would told she told me alonzo is like my dad here she's like, i look up to him he he gives me knowledge and Alonzo's wife, she will talk to Shannon real. Real, yeah. You know, you always have that friend that, that, that'll co-sign with everything, like, yeah, yeah, you should be mad about that. But then the real friend is the one that goes, are you sure you should have done that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's one of, you know, that's another thing that I've been, interestingly enough, timing, right, God's time. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've been going through uh, the past couple of weeks is, who are your friends? I mean, you still have acquaintances, and I sure. consider those are the people the yes men in your life, or the yes women, depending on you know mm-hmm. where you're at. But the people that you can really call friends are the people that can call you out, and knowing that the reason they're calling you out is not because, well, it's because that they find they want the best for you as long as 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 well as yes. you wanting the best for them. So right. that's that friendship, that brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Without that. It's not a brotherhood. It's just an acquaintance. That, acquaintance. Yeah. yeah. I, that's some good stuff there. Uh, well, uh, again, it's, it's, we're going to bring you back. Um, we're getting around that time that uh, we're trying to wrap down. Mm-hmm. I am 
highly excited for in a few weeks when you do come back what your topic is. If you just kind of want to give a an overview or a little a snippet little, to a tease, snippet a of tease. that, I'll give you a tease. Well, when we come back, when we come back, we're going to um, we're going to talk about the night watch, the yeah. fourth watch, and um, I think you're going to be uh, you're going to be pretty excited to hear because one one little snippet. Of, of this is when Christ walked on water, when the, when his disciples were out in the boat and the storm came up on the on the water and and uh, and Christ walked out and calmed the sea. That was in the fourth watch. I'll leave it at that. Ooh, I like it. I can't mm. wait. I can't okay. Wait. All right. So uh, preview of next week, uh, we're going to have Mr. Gabe Aponte with us. And we're going to cover week two of SoulCon. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. Also, for those in the area, on Tuesdays evenings, we do a 5K walk as far as um, SoulCon goes. So one of the 5Ks you can kind of knock out with us uh, if you like. Um, If you have a way to uh, email us. And for those that are local, email us and we can give you details on where to meet and and what time and everything. Uh, Past that, I know that... We usually have the guests pray us out. Oh, Alonzo, absolutely. Would you do the honors? Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you, Father, so humble and, and just grateful, Father God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, Lord God. Father, I pray a special blessing over the mighty anvil, Father God, that, that the men that will take the time and, and listen to what, you have shared here this morning and and as the other men come and share father god that they will take that to heart father god i pray over over alan and scott father god that they will continue to have the wisdom and the courage to to keep this broadcast alive and well lord god father i pray as we are blessed coming in that we will be blessed even more going out father god we we hold you in high esteem because we know you are a sovereign god you are the master of the universe. You are the Alpha and the Omega, Father God. And we are so grateful that we can, that you call us sons, Father God, that you call us friend. So, Lord God, as we start into this day, Father God, I ask that you just make every crooked path straight. Father God, that you receive all the glory and all the honor in everything that we do. And it is in your name, the name above all names, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Alonzo. Appreciate you, your time. Uh, Thank you. That wisdom you bring every time, and I just look forward to it. And the generosity. I don't. Was that one of your? Yes, absolutely. I, absolutely. I can attest yeah. to that. You've proven that out with me, yeah. and the generosity. Uh, love you, and thank you again. I love you all, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.